the social angle of podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I am joined by Max Berg, co-founder of supplier Elix, to discuss his product, markets that, can, that it can be sold to, social media's impact on his brand, and much more. Max, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. How are things going out in Los Angeles? Uh, things are good. Uh, a little bit cooler today than it's been uh, in, in weeks past, so no complaints there, but uh, busy as always and um, just grinding through. No complaints. Awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful out here on the East Coast. I know the Southeast is getting hit by a hurricane. Yeah. And, you know, Our thoughts go out to all of our promo friends down in the Southeast, hoping everyone gets through this. Um, you know, it's a tough time down there, but in, yeah. in the Northeast, it's, it's actually very beautiful today. Um, and we're going to be talking about Alex, your company. It's National Coffee Day, Max. Grab a coffee if you're listening. Uh, and, cheers, uh, cheers. Yeah, and we're going to get into some, some, some questions now. So, uh, Max, before I do get into the questions about your, your company, um, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, sure. and how you found yourself in this industry? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm I'm one of the founders of Elix. We launched the business, I guess, back in 2019. So almost uh, four four ish years now. And funny enough, Elix was a uh, a master's thesis project at UCLA Business School. Kind of turned full time uh, post grad job that we've been working to build out. And um, I'm responsible for kind of all revenue generation efforts here at the company and the, the promo side of that falls right into, into my wheelhouse. And I would say probably the promo space found us versus us finding it. Okay. Um, yeah, I was uh, a year ago, had literally no idea that this uh, massive industry was kind of hiding in plain sight. And uh, we attended PPAI for the first time uh, in January of this year. And it's just been kind of a, a whirlwind of uh, educating ourselves on the space, how it operates and kind of the role we could potentially play in it. So it's, it's been really, really awesome. Uh, awesome last uh, handful of months here getting up to speed on everything. So it's been great. That's why I always ask people these questions, because the promo industry is such a fascinating industry. We all, we're all aware of it. We all know what branded merchandise is, but we don't realize that there's this industry behind it, this massive industry, this, you know, yeah. 20-some billion dollar industry. Um, and it's it's great. I've been in it for 15 years, but prior to 2007, I had no knowledge that there was this massive industry behind it. So. I asked everyone this question, and it's funny. If you didn't grow up in the industry, uh, like a lot of people do, uh, you're usually going to like find yourself in industry in the industry by accident. It's like, oh, you yeah. know, you took this job, you started to to learn a little bit about the industry, you know, and it's it's people love it, and they get into the industry and they find it very difficult to leave. Yeah, that's honestly every time I talk to someone and tell them, yeah, we've been in this for five, six, seven months. Um, and then they'll throw out 30, 40 years yeah. of kind of family history and all of their evolution through the space. Um, it's pretty cool to see. Honestly, it seems like a, a, a relatively tight knit supportive community for, from everything that I've seen so far. Um, so happy to be a part of it and kind of welcomed with open arms by so many different people that we've met over the last handful of months. It's been, it's been definitely great. there's yeah. a lot of longevity in this industry. You know, yeah. you, you'll find it, find out as you meet people, you're going to find out a lot of people are in this industry, 20, 34 years. And it's, it's incredible. There's a lot of great people in this industry. So we're talking about your brand Elix and it's, it's, it's spelled E L I Q S. Um, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about, <laughs> 
that name? I, I got to know about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Everyone says it a little bit differently. I hear Eliquis probably 50% of the time, which uh, is a heart medication, close, but not quite <laughs> all the way there. Right, right. Um, Elix, uh, we. The, it's it's short for elixir and mm -hmm. e-commerce liquors, kind of the the combination of of both of those kind of approaches. Um, and uh, my my co-founder Dave, we were talking about it one day, and we like kind of landed on elix, and he's just like with a Q, and that is kind of how the name was born. Uh, URL was available, Instagram uh, handle was available, and that's kind of the everything was downhill from there, but yeah, short for uh, elixir and e-commerce liquors. I like it. I like, it. I, I always like to find out what's, what's behind the brand and you know, the, where they came up with the name. Um, <laughs> so elixir it is E L I Q S. Elix. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about um, your mission statement. According to your website, your company was born from a simple question. Why can't I put my face on a beer? Can you tell us more about the company and how this question helped shape your mission? Yeah, I mean, we were we were brainstorming different uh, ideas during business school, as as mentioned before, and we were all having a beer, and someone had a branded shirt from UCLA, and we were talking about you can personalize literally every product out there, and everyone that would be listening to this now will know that better than most. Um, but the one thing you couldn't personalize was a can of craft beer, mm. um, and so. That led us down the path of kind of a, a year, year and a half of research into the, the intricacies, the nuances of the beverage space and learning kind of the ins and outs of the entire supply chain, um, how the, the finished product actually goes from, you know, initial beverage being produced to the cans, the design on the can to in the hand of the consumer, as well as all the compliance and the legal framework that um, kind of manages the movement of goods uh, within this industry specifically. And throughout that journey, we kind of realized that if we made some changes to the standard production processes and verticalized the entire model in-house, which is um, what we've worked to then build out over the last handful of years, we could introduce kind of the same print-on-demand capabilities mm -hmm. in the beverage space as the same way that you're seeing across um, a lot of other proven product categories, whether it's apparel to pens to uh, other um, you know, uh, mugs and kind of on sure. and on and on it goes. Um, and, and so we, we knew that there was an opportunity there and um, that kind of set us down the path of working to, to scale out our capabilities. Were you drinking when you came up with this idea? Uh, we were, yeah, we, we were sitting around having a beer. That's, that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly what happened. And that's kind of why someone brought that up. And, um, it, it, that's pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I love it. I, you know, sometimes when you're drinking, the best ideas come out. Um, 100%. You know, so I had to ask that one. Um, yeah. so you do sell a variety of canned beer, wine, hard seltzers, and water. Can you tell us a little bit about these products and where they're sourced? Do you do your own beer? Are you brewing your own beer or no? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, we are, we're licensed as a brewery. We're licensed as a winery. We're in the process of getting our spirits license as well. Um, and having those licenses give us a lot of different capabilities that we otherwise wouldn't have. Take ownership of the beverages, resell the beverages, um, package the beverages, kind of a lot of elements of the supply chain. Um, but the one thing that we're actually not doing is the brewing ourselves. We don't have a vineyard okay. where we're going and picking the grapes and actually going through the, the, the process of creating different wine varietals. 
Um, what we do have is an awesome network of beverage production partners. So mm -hmm. different craft breweries local to us in California who are doing our hard seltzer brewing and uh, our craft beers. Um, honestly, uh, Slow Brewing Company is one of our partners on the beer side. Right. 30 largest craft breweries in California, award-winning beers, creating awesome, awesome stuff. And then on the wine side, we are partnered with a, a handful of different vineyards throughout Napa Valley, Sonoma, uh, Madeira, Central Coast where we're sourcing and trying um, different varietals depending on what's in harvest, what's available, time of year, quality. Um, and so we've got great relationships to source some of the top beverages because for us, you know, if someone tries our product and it tastes bad, they're not gonna buy from us again. And so it's really critical, especially for a consumable product that the contents inside the can are as high quality as the design that we really try to accentuate and push as much as possible on the outside of the can, because that's our core value prop is, is customization on, on quality beverages. Sure. So how many different varieties of or styles of beer do you sell? Right now, we've got three kind of flagship beverages that we always have on hand. Um, but what's amazing about the relationships we have with our brewery partners is as they introduce new beverages or um, work to test out different formulations, we have the ability to kind of piggyback onto those or help direct um, new uh, new recipes that they're putting together, um, which is which is awesome. Cool. You got IPAs? IPAs, got blondes, got lagers. Oh, nice. Uh, and then some of the others that we've done in the past, we've had Pilsners, we have an Oktoberfest that we've got available to us right now. Um, so uh, yeah, it's always fun um, testing out the new potential products. You know, it's a yeah, tough that's job. awesome that you you have seasonals like that. You know, for yeah, uh, and we'll we'll talk about the markets that you can target as well. But you know, yeah. you know, IPAs and blondes are great for the summer, and you got the you know lagers and the and the seasonals like uh, Oktoberfest beers that are good for winter and the fall. So. Yeah, it's great Absolutely. that you can kind of, you know, tap into, you know, different types of events that are going on at different times of the season. Um, 100%. So can you tell us a little bit about your imprinting method for the cans? Yeah, so we've got a couple different options. Um, we have the ability, I've, what I would say 90% of our orders are us printing digitally on really high quality shrink sleeves that go on the outside of the can. Okay. So full digital printing, 100% customization kind of. Full images look just as good, if not better, honestly, on the cans than they do uh, digitally. And we have a partner that we work with really closely that enables us to get that down to super small batches. Um, whereas if, if you were kind of going at this on your own to try to customize your own beverage, you'd probably have 10, 15, 20,000 units minimum. Um, so that's a really unique element of our, of our process. So most of our products, we're going shrink sleeves. And then we are onboarding or recently onboarded with a, a company that will enable us to do the exact same thing, printing directly onto the aluminum, still okay. digital printing, really high quality. Minimum order quantities are a little bit higher. Um, and uh, the goal is to get that number down over time. But those are the, the two core ways that we're, we're doing either printing directly onto the cans or with our high quality shrink sleeves. Awesome. Awesome. So that leads me to my next question, which, you know, there's a certainly a shift in this industry. Uh, towards sustainability and Absolutely, you know, yeah. there's a lot of interest in uh you know from where or where a product starts to where it ends you know what its life cycle is and, and yeah. you know the the green aspect of it can you can you tell us a little bit about the recycle 
recyclability of your products? Are they 100% recyclable? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all cans are, are infinitely recyclable and that's a, a huge element of our, of our value proposition and um, something that we've seen resonate really well with this space. We know, I mean, you mentioned it just now and um, there's a huge shift over to more sustainable, eco-friendly, better for the environment products. And we are an amazing kind of fit and uh, I guess replacement for what you would otherwise see as your traditional plastic water bottle alternatives. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, our, our cans, infinitely recyclable, cans are recycled at a 70% rate as opposed to like 3%, I think, for plastic mm -hmm. bottles. So huge delta there um, that really kind of contributes again to that sustainability message better for the environment. And there's a lot of other added benefits of aluminum that protect the beverage better, more easily stackable, more cost effective to ship and kind of on and on it goes that um, reduces the broader environmental footprint um, relative to some alternatives out there. And you do only cans, correct? Yeah, right now we do only cans. Um, and, and that's that's by design uh, for, for all of the reasons I just mentioned. And then it also provides you with an incredible surface area to highlight um, quality design and make an sure. impact from a, a brand and marketing standpoint. And I imagine we'll we'll get into this a little bit later on, but like the visual nature of the product really stands out. And when you're using a can, it gives you kind of that full 360 degree canvas to be cheesy uh, to highlight those uh, those designs and those brands. Certainly. So this this is the one thousand dollar question. You know, I I sent you a um, a link to a TikTok where a distributor had seen your product at a show and yeah. she was very interested in how this can be sold. What markets? Uh, so can you can tell us a little bit about how distributors can sell this product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'd say anywhere beverages are being served or sold works well for us, but that is way too broad strokes and doesn't help anyone actually kind of tangibly push the product forward. Um, so I'd say there's like four, four core segments where we found um, that we're having a ton of traction and great success. The first is really events and celebrations. Um, you know, uh, those milestone occasions, um, kind of conferences, corporate offsites, holiday parties, virtual events. I mean, weddings is a, a great one more on the social side, but we've worked with some distributors for, from, for some large scale weddings as well. Um, kind of a no brainer. Beverages are being sold. Everything there is going to be branded uh, for that event anyways. And we help extend that branding to um, the one product that will absolutely be there anyways. Um, second category, corporate gifting. Um, people love set, sending alcohol, receiving alcohol, but it's really difficult to ship alcoholic products across state lines. We've internalized and taken on the entire burden of facilitating that um, and helping facilitate all those the, the distri distribution of our products nationally. I think we've got coverage to 45 states. Um, and especially with the holiday season upon us, um, we've already started working on a handful of kidding projects um, with exactly that goal, kind of drop shipping uh, six packs pretty nationally. Um, I'd say the last two are equally as valuable, just marketing brand activations, um, you know, brand collaborations, having them in office uh, or retail locations to give away to folks coming in, pop-ups, product launches, um, and just more over brand awareness. Um, we've seen people handing out, you know, all sorts of swag products and typically they're just throwing them in the trash, 
But with a beverage, especially one that has so much flexibility on the design side and delivers immediate utility, it kind of is an eye-opening thing for consumers in a way that they've really never experienced it before. And so, you know, we oftentimes see people grab the can, like, inquisitively take right. a picture post they want to share and it's a completely different you know product experience for sure. kind of consumers and recipients and other and other product categories um and then the last one not to overwhelm here would be you know uh retail and and hospitality uh, i can't tell you how many bars restaurants hotels um resorts would love to say that they have their own house beverage house wine house beer and we're now enabling them to uh, to make that jump and expand into having their basically own branded line of products that we're supporting and powering in the back end. So it's been, um, you know, uh, people come up with different use cases every day as to why they want to purchase our product or a design that they would want to use right. us for. Um, those are probably the the four main categories, though. That's awesome. Now, when I when I think about this product um, from uh a branded perspective in terms of like weddings and I, you know, checked out your social media and I see uh, cans with people's faces on them yeah. sayings. Now this sort of turns the product into a collectible, so, yeah. so to speak. And that to me, I, you know, I feel like you create an experience, something that everyone can relate to. So like somebody's wedding, you know, it, it, it then becomes something you want to keep and hold on to, which is is a big part of what this industry is trying to achieve. You want to create yeah. experiences. You want to create products that people want to hold on to. I yeah. just don't think of cans as something that you want to hold on to because it's, you know, it's alcohol. You know, you drink out of it after the fact that you consider it dirty. But these are things that I would potentially want to hold on to. Do you yeah. find that that's true with, with some of your, your, we cans? see it all the time, all the time, all the time. Um, people order extra so that they can just have some on hand that they just know they're not going to drink. Um, people tell us all the time that they're saving the empty cans. And if they've ordered from us multiple times, we've gotten pictures of mantles with literally just rows of different branded cans that they've, uh, that they've placed, uh, that they've ordered, um, through us in the past. So, yeah, I think that's something that we have, found to work really well in our favor is that it's something that extends the the lifetime of that moment uh, on an ongoing basis for people um, in, in a way that they just haven't really, again, experienced before because it's such a new product category. Right, and we right. love seeing it. We uh, That's like my favorite yeah. thing ever is people sending me pictures of um, old orders side by side with the new ones. It's great. Yeah. So I'm a beer guy. I, you know, I collect a lot of beer things, for instance, I like tin tackers, you know, if I go to a brewery, if, you know, and they offer the, you know, the actual, their brand on a, a tin tacker, which is like, you know, a piece of art you hang with the brand. I have yep. a bunch of those bottle caps. I may have to add cans in the future to, to my collectibles. Who knows? You know a guy, you know a yeah, guy. I know, I know, I know a guy. <laughs> um, so let's talk about social media, which is kind of how I got wind of you guys. Um, yeah. You know, I always check out. Uh, someone's social media before I, I jump into a conversation about their brand. Now, from a user perspective, and we just talked about this, uh, you know, if if it's my wedding and there is there are branded beer cans of, of me and my wife to be on this, like to me, I think from a user perspective, you are going to to see something like this. 
and want to jump onto social media. Your product yeah. seems like it's perfect for social media. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that from a user perspective? Also from the business perspective, what are you yeah. doing as a brand to, to tap into the power of social media? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, we kind of touched on it a, a handful of times here, but our, our product is highly, highly visual, right? Design is our, our core value proposition and we're leveraging design in a way that most people haven't experienced before. And so it creates that moment of delight immediately once they pick up the product. And now what everyone's used to doing when they see highly visual, well-designed items, they get excited, they immediately take out their phone, take a picture and post it online. Um, and we've seen that kind of uh, over and over. And there's a very viral loop that social media provides, whether it's Instagram stories and being able to share with other folks, or honestly, probably uh, a better example is, is TikTok and how it just kind of, you post and it just kind of goes and you let the algorithm do what it will um, and display uh, display that post to potentially millions of people if it's of quality. Um, and so that type of awareness to the variations in what our product can do for people and different events it can support and designs we can support across all the, across all these different product categories has been monumental for generating awareness, not just in the promo space, but um, kind of just more broadly with consumers who want to order for Father's Day, a Father's Day 12 pack. So um, it's been it's been really important for, for us to continue pushing that narrative out there. Sure. Um, and then, you know, how we're leaning into social media uh, as a team is again, trying to generate as much awareness as possible by highlighting, you know, the tangible use cases that people are leveraging us for. Um, you know, when you say custom beer to someone, when they've never really heard about it or know what that is, it like, it doesn't really resonate. You have to see it to really understand. And um, if you're not experiencing it firsthand at an event, um, the, the visual kind of true way people are using our product um, at their events or for gifting occasions is the, is the next best thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whenever I see somebody with a product like yours, my first instinct is like, I, I hope they have, you know, they're leveraging social media, you know, to their advantage because yeah. people will, you know, when they get a product like this, the first thing they want to do is go to social media and show it off. So yeah. when, you, when you have a product that's made for social media, using social media to leverage your product is, is, is a big thing. And, you know, I like to, I like that you guys are, you know, you're very active on uh, LinkedIn. I mean, not LinkedIn, mm -hmm. um, Instagram, Instagram, yeah. you know, you, you guys are doing some, some good stuff there. You're keeping the brand out there. Brand awareness is very important. Um, you know, especially when you have a product like yours. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's a lot more that we're working on internally to increase kind of the shareability of every product that we're designing or working on for, um, for our customers, whether it's like digital unboxing experiences that they can experience before they even receive the product and then easily share to social media. That's just one kind of effort that we've got going on in the background, because again, you know, the, the viral nature of what social media can provide, especially for, for new smaller brands like us, um, you know, it could be the make or break for an entire company. And we understand that. And we're trying to lean into that as much as we possibly can on top of just the physical sure. product, which is uh, something that needs to be managed uh, all on its own. Yeah, I know, you know, for a small, for small businesses, you know, I, 
you know, when I preach about the power of social media, I, I always take into account that a lot of small businesses or mom and pop shops, you know, they don't have a huge staff and social media might be the last thing that they're, you know, is that's on their radar because yeah. they wear so many different hats and they don't have the time to do it. But eventually I think, you know, once you understand the, its power and you don't really have to put too much time into it, you know, you can't incorporate that into your marketing strategy. Yeah, for sure. And I think like what what has probably changed more recently with with companies is developing a community around the the companies that you're building as opposed to just transactional um, relationships with customers. And, you know, that, again, changes the entire paradigm of your relationship with the folks that you're selling to their willingness to promote you. And I think social media is a great way to create that type of community. And, and again, is, is something that we um, take seriously at, at Elix and are working to further build out, um, especially, you know, in the promo space. Um, awareness is everything and having people be your champions is necessary to find success. And so we're leaning into leaning into that as much as we can. Yeah, well said, well said. So a lot of times your your customers are your biggest, you know, advocates, you know, have them <laughs> uh, take the social media and, and you know, push, push out your name and, you know, the brand awareness goes a long way there. So... I have a couple more questions for you. Um, and this one, I, I really, I'm excited for the answer. What is the wackiest thing that's ever been imprinted on, on your <laughs> Uh That's a good question. Um, we've had, we've had pretty much anything you imagine someone would want to put on a can has uh, tried to potentially have been put on a sure. can. There's, we've got some internal guidelines that we will or will not necessarily okay. let all things go through. Um, I'll answer the question somewhat differently. So not necessarily a design, but a project that we supported. Um, we had a company come to us where they, they wanted to do a holy water beverage. And okay. so we coordinated for a priest to go to the brewery that we work with and literally bless the water of the hard I'm seltzer kidding. that we were brewing to then have holy water, hard seltzer that we produce for them. And the design on the outside of the can was all in line with kind of that broader theme. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a massive, massive hit. Um, so that that's probably the, the wackiest project that we've worked on, but as it relates to design, literally everything uh, from, you know, one-year-old birthdays to mm -hmm. dog bar mitzvahs, to oh, wow. um you're fired here celebrate this with the beer like insane <laughs> insane different designs yeah so there are things that you won't do is that there correct? are things that we won't do yeah okay. there's there's uh, obviously you know copyrighted material that we don't sure, have the rights sure. to um nudity anything sure. offensive from a language standpoint um you know it's it's still ultimately like our brand our name a to gotcha, a gotcha. attached to these products and there's some things that legally you're not allowed to put on cans okay. and we follow those guidelines. So there are there is a legal aspect in this. You have to make sure that oh, yeah. you know from a copyright perspective, you're not infringing on anything. So yeah, so that adds another level of complexity to the business. You have to make oh, yeah. sure that you cover your bases from from the copyright perspectives. You don't want to no. have you don't want to get sued. So I mean that's no that's no the last thing you the, want. Yeah. that email wouldn't be fun to to receive. You know, there's enough stress running a business. You sure. need to layer that on. Sure, sure. All right. So um, what are your thoughts of the promo industry thus far? You've been in it for how many months now? Uh, six, seven, six, okay. seven, I would say seven solid months. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's uh, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's kind of hiding in plain sight, but 
every single person that I've engaged with, both on the distributor side and then other suppliers have been overwhelmingly supportive and helpful and just want to see us succeed, which um, has surprised me how welcoming and kind of warm and supportive the space has been. Even this morning, I got off a call with a, um, a, a distributor who we had an order with last week and she called and she just like, hey, I have a ton of different ideas for you and different things that you can be doing to get your name out there. We spent 30 minutes on the phone this morning, just an impromptu call, um, nothing order specific, just like, hey, you did a great job for us. I wanna see you succeed, here are some ideas. And I've seen that kind of play itself out over and over at different trade shows, different um, kind of networking events, stuff like this, even having you reach out sure. and wanna help promote our brand has been, um, you know, uh, the, made, made the world a difference. And um, it's, you know, something that we're really excited to continue leaning into, becoming more involved in the different regional um, regional associations that uh, sure. are close to us here in LA. And I'm really excited for the future of, you know, what we can do in the space and um, the impact we hopefully can have. Yeah, it's a very nurturing industry. You know, I've noticed that too, you know, suppliers helping suppliers, distributors helping distributors, everybody trying to help everybody. And I think yeah. the, the idea is that, you know, when everyone succeeds, we all succeed. You know, it's for sure. It, it shouldn't be this, hey, I'm, I'm rooting for this person to, to fail because when somebody else fails, you know, we're all going to we're all going to kind of suffer for that you know so we, we want to help each other we want to lift everyone up uh, and i've yeah. seen that in this industry and it's and it's great it's it's a very very caring industry you know we all want to help each other out if there are facebook forums and groups and it's all devoted to getting in there and helping each other succeed um so yeah, yeah it's been great yeah yeah i i completely echo everything you just said all right so last question um right before we went live i found out you were a coffee guy like myself, it's <laughs> National Coffee Day. So I have to yeah. ask you this, Max, what is your go-to brand for coffee and what is your go-to style? Uh, great question. So I um, I go with a wide variety of brands. I'm actually uh, a member of a subscription program. Uh, it's called Trade Coffee. You can source really high quality beans from roasters all throughout the country, not just local to you. Um, so I get a new coffee bag from a different uh, kind of small batch roaster every couple of weeks, which oh, nice. is amazing. Okay. Uh, if I had to pick one, um, Dune Roasters up in okay. Santa Barbara, pretty incredible if you have the opportunity to try that. Nice. And then I'm a, I'm a pour over guy. So that's kind of the morning ritual. Wake up, oh, all right. wake up, do the pour over um, and and kind of go from there. Yeah, cheers. Always, Almost like a, a French press, like a French press kind of. Uh, sort of. It's basically you put kind of the coffee in like a little uh, ramic, like a upside down triangle situation, and then just pour water over the top, and it just kind of oh, wow. seeps down through the coffee, and uh, it it's it's a it's just kind of my my go to way to do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, you seem like you're more into coffee than I am, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I love coffee. You know, I, we try different styles. My, my wife and I, um, you know, we, we tend to like Pete's, you know, Pete seems yeah. to be our, I know they're West coast. Go um, yeah. Yeah. It seems to be our go-to, but you know, on the run, you know, 
I'm not gonna lie. You know, we're a Starbucks family. We hey. we have they're everywhere. So it's they are. Know, it's the convenience yeah. factor is high, and those uh those like breakfast sandwiches. It's, you know, tough to turn uh, yeah. down. Tough to turn I down. I know, I know. And my daughter loves it too when she's 14. So <laughs> there you go. In the family yeah. here. Well, nice. Max, how can anyone contact you if they're interested in getting a hold of you? Yeah. Um, email always best max at elix.com M a X at E L I Q S.com or sales at elix.com that goes directly to my team. Super responsive. Always happy to help with, you know, free virtuals, samples, uh, questions, product materials, whatever you need. <clears throat> we're, we're here and happy to help. Um, and yeah, don't, don't hesitate to reach out. We're, um, you know, again, trying to expand our footprint in the space uh, platforms that you're creating like this Vinny is, is amazing and you know just happy to have been a part of it and you know reach out if there's anything we could do uh, to support going forward certainly and what's your website it's is it eliqs.com boom got it elix.com check it out you got a lot of cool stuff on there they also have all their social media you can you can check out all their social media at the bottom of the site i believe it is yep. um yeah at this elix. has been a, yep this has been a great conversation. Thanks, Max. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right. We'll see you next time on The Social Angle.